Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. If you're new around here this week, I'm doing something a little bit different and releasing a podcast every single morning with a tip in 10 minutes all about email marketing. So I'm not going to drag this out. Let's just jump into the tip. It is day four. If you've not checked out the other days yet, then make sure you do that. I have covered things such as the importance of using sign-up forms and landing pages, using templates, and yesterday we talked about sending emails that are not so sales-heavy and salesy, 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 and I gave some really good examples of different types of email campaigns that you can send that are not just pushing for the hard sale. So let's jump into day four, and here is your fourth tip. So tip number four is a personal favourite of mine and the tip is, drumroll please, to test everything. Now I hate to be the bearer of bad news but unfortunately regardless of what size business you run, how many customers you've served, how many people you've sold to or served throughout however many years, unfortunately not one single person on this planet knows everything and you know we can do all of the research on the planet all of the customer avatars all of the ideal client forms and graphs and charts and all of that kind of stuff but you know there are just some people that don't want to tell us and it can seem probably a little bit against what I said yesterday everybody's got an opinion but you know we do as humans we do have opinions but some people don't like verbalizing them especially directly in our face The difference is a lot of people will tell us what they want through their behaviours. And so one of the easiest ways that we can learn what to do, what not to do in our email marketing is to test things. So let's talk about some of those things that you can be testing. So first up, I would suggest testing the day of the week that you send your emails so regardless of whether you're sending three emails a week emailing every single day emailing once a week once a month whatever it is whatever you decide whatever works for you make sure you test what day of the week that you're sending it on I remember once upon a time a client told me when we first started working together that She didn't feel confident in sending her email campaigns anyway, so she wasn't emailing half as much as, you know, quote unquote, we should be. And I remember her saying to me, well, whenever I have emailed, I've always sent it first thing on a Saturday morning. And for me, personally anyway, I find that I have to remind myself that not everybody is clued up on what I am, which sounds a bit silly, I know, and I've gone off topic a little bit. But it was just a bit of a shocker because I kind of sat and thought the last thing I want to do when I wake up on a Saturday morning is read my emails. I do that all day, every day during the week. And so I was kind of a bit mind boggled as to why she had decided that she wanted to send them first thing on a Saturday. And she said, well, that's when I like opening my emails. So that's when I sent them. And so one of the first tests that we started running was what day of the week she should send them. And honestly, it's... really don't overcomplicate it try and if you send your emails out on a Monday morning try and send them out on a Wednesday morning it's that simple the second thing would be 
thinking about the time of day that you send your emails. Now, knowing your list, knowing your ideal customer is pretty important here because you should have an understanding of what their day looks like. So, you know, if you're a B2B person, if you sell services, then, or products to other businesses, then it's likely that, you know, emailing throughout the workday is probably better than emailing of an evening. You know, it's it's gone five or six o'clock, people don't want to think about work. So emailing them at seven o'clock at night probably isn't going to get you the best return. But again, don't be scared to test them. And there's probably, you know, it's probably potentially an out of date rule of thumb now. But uh, back in the day, remembering my corporate days, emailing first thing in the morning, seven, half past seven, eight o'clock in the morning was the thing to do. Because as humans, you know, we all, unfortunately, some of us have a really bad habit of waking up first thing in the morning, grabbing our phones, checking socials, checking our emails, and then getting on with the rest of our day. And the reason I say that it could potentially be out of date by now is because with a heightened kind of increase in self-care and thinking about what our day-to-day habits are, a lot of people are turning to the not picking up their phone first thing in the morning and instead journaling or reading or enjoying their coffee or whatever it is. And so maybe that isn't kind of in-date information anymore. And then as a second point to add on to that, a lot of big brands do it. A lot of big brands will email at six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning because that's what they think people are still doing, which, you know, if they're doing testing, it might be correct. But if you email at the same time as well, you're then kind of in competition. The ideal thing is is to be the last person that emails in that time period so that when somebody opens their phone, opens their emails, you're the first person at the top that they see. But if you're all sending them at the same time, then you're all competing with each other. So just something to think about. The next thing I would suggest testing is your subject lines. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen me having a bit of a rant and a rave about this before. But the level of boring subject lines in my inbox is nuts. And I'm signed up to a lot of, a lot, like an absurd amount, like only because it's my job, right? And it's for research purposes. But the number of boring subject lines, if you put a subject line and you tell me exactly what's in the email, if I'm not looking for that thing right now, I'm not likely going to open it. It's it's very unlikely. But things that you can test with subject lines could be, you know, the length of them. Of course, there's kind of a sweet spot. But I listened to a podcast the other day and they said, uh, by mistake, they sent an email out that had the subject line, hey, and it got more opens than some of their other campaigns. And they, you know, they did it by mistake, but it was three letters. So testing out the length of your subject line is a good one. Also test out, you know, adding emojis or personalization. So, you know, will a subject line from your business that says, hey, insert name here, providing you've got that data, of course, does that have a higher open rate than not personalizing it? Testing those kinds of things are will always give you really, really good results and you'll be able to use them moving forward. Test the layout of your emails. So back in day two of this week, I had to think about that, we talked about templates. And whilst it's good 
to have a basis to work on testing the layout of them you know a lot of people are emails are starting to look the same and if you look at big businesses regardless of who they are a lot of emails do look the same and I'm not here to say don't imitate them note that I said imitate not copy because nine times out of ten those bigger brands have got teams that are are doing this stuff and on a high level they're testing a lot of things a lot of the time but again we probably shouldn't assume so maybe they're not testing it and one of the things is about standing out what works for your brand because actually there is no one size fits all in this scary businessy world so whatever it is whether it's the fact of I've seen a lot of people I started doing it myself not including you know a logo at the top of a, of an email but including it at the bottom there's something about having your logo at the top of an email which to me insinuates that you're going to try and sell me something or it's a bit of an ego drive so I've started adding mine at the bottom because actually I'm more concerned about my readers my email subscribers getting the content and getting it quicker so just some things to think about that's in no way shape or form throwing shade at anybody that has a brand logo at the top of their emails I'm just saying <laughs> and then you know that there's some ideas of things to test the one thing I would say is that when you start out testing things and this probably goes across the board so regardless of whether this is emails or anything else only ever test one thing at a time categorically if you test six different things if you were to test your subject line the layout of your emails and god knows what else a whole bunch of things and the time of day that you send it all at the same time and you see some dramatic difference in your open rates and your sales whatever it is you're not going to be able to tell which one of those worked and which one didn't so only ever test one thing at a time and then the point that I will end on is make sure that you're measuring the success of the thing based on what you're testing so let me explain that and give you some examples because that probably didn't make a lot of sense. So for example, your subject line. The purpose of a subject line is to get your email opened. Nothing else. It's not to sell the thing. It's not to get somebody to click on the content inside. That's the purpose of the content inside. So if you're testing the subject line, the measure of success is whether you your emails got opened more or less. If there was a decrease in your open rates, then that subject line probably wasn't great. And that's okay. You've tested it, you've proved it, and you don't ever have to do it again. You can learn from it and move on. But measuring how many sales you got based on a test from your subject line, don't get me wrong, you might make more sales of the thing that's included in the email because the email actually got opened more because your subject line was good. That's a knock-on effect. That's great. But the test is about the subject line and therefore the measure of success should be the metric that is attached to that, which in this case, subject line is your open rate. You know, if you were testing whether the content inside the email was good enough, you, would, you wouldn't look at your open rate at that point, would you? You would look at how many clicks it got or, you know, how many replies you got. Whatever the thing you asked for was, click this button to buy it here. Did you sell more stuff? great then the content was probably better and so making sure that you're measuring it based on the thing that you're testing is so so important and actually spending some time doing that as well 
don't start testing if you're not going to take the time to sit and go, this worked, this didn't. Because otherwise, what's the point? But yeah, that's it. That's tip number four, day number four, over and done with. And the tip was test everything, everything you possibly can, but only ever test one thing at a time. So I hope this has been helpful. Again, this is day four. There's three episodes before this. And tomorrow I will be back again with another tip. And I have created a free 15 page ebook full of content tips that you can use within your email campaigns that might just kind of give you a little bit of a nudge in the right direction to creating more emails and sending more emails to your subscribers. You can find that, I've popped the link in the show notes below, or you can head over to my website, lornascully.com forward slash emails. And yeah, I'll send it straight to your inbox. But until tomorrow, I'm over and out. See you tomorrow.